Welcome back to episode 87 of the Block Runner Podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, a rug pull culture is forming and the psychological effects because of it. Next, crypto business models are evolving towards sustainable tokenomics. Then, Ethermon takes over a district in Decentraland for the biggest MMORPG yet. Finally, join our new discussion with DCL blogger Maddie and check out our new wearable in Decentraland. All right, let's listen in. Well, so we had a, a bit of a mix-up last week and a little uh, <laughs> power issues, uh, but no big deal. I paid the yeah. bills. For those of y'all wondering, like, <laughs> if, why there's like a big gap, I don't know, for those of y'all loyal listeners who listen every week, I guess this is like our biggest gap, right? Yeah, yeah. Potentially, depending on how long it takes you to get this one out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we really, re- usually record on like the weekends or a little bit before. And yeah. then and it's they put every Monday. Monday, right? Yeah, so every Monday. Now we're recording here on a Wednesday. That's right. Lots of shit's been happening. For we got like nature battling against yeah. us, I guess. <laughs> or if you don't know if you want to call like electrical issues nature, it's more like infrastructure fallout or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know, like mechanical like equipment yeah. issues too. Yeah. It's just like civilization error, I guess. And then yeah. you got you freaking yeah. with uh looking for a new domain. A new domicile yeah, yeah so. it's tough all around dude yeah plus there's all like kinds of craziness going on hey but you know what for the podcast the new domicile will have a dedicated space for, for that's this. right dude so that means hopefully this covid shit's like over with soon i mean i'll be honest like i haven't been like that covid responsible you know <laughs> like i could potentially be a super spreader like based on my behavior activity yeah you know what I mean? I'm not like scared like I used to be back in like March and April. Like I dude, I was terrified. I think everybody was, right? Yeah. Everybody was ter- terrified at the start. Nobody wanted to like get near anybody. So I was like hunkered in, but now I'm starting to just like venture out and shit, dude. Like everything's open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's out there. But so yeah, once we get this new studio up and ready, I don't think I don't I'm pretty sure we'll be back to normal, dude. No more COVID edition recordings. Well, yeah. You know not I mean? o- not only that, I think we can probably record this stuff more often and like at any any hour, right? Yeah. I yeah, just gotta because... like book my ass over there, dude, whenever like some kind of event goes down. Yeah. There. That was like our initial thing. Like we wanted to be like so on the spot with like, you know, like let's say Bit- like Bitcoin literally just went off like two percent five percent in a day you yeah know, one of these like crazy unexpected rallies like all right dude like, yeah you would rush over cave. yeah yeah <laughs> to the bat cave let's record dude yeah like shit like that but it's, it's a lot more difficult than you initially anticipate you know yeah no absolutely um so so there's that and uh we had a decentraland event today uh with rareable that was pretty interesting there's tons of people oh, yeah. there uh, we, yeah, got, wearable, we got i mean wearables. wearable knows how to you know get people hyped and excited like mm-hmm. it, they're using tokens <laughs> like uh, like nobody's ever used them as far as like marketing tools you know yeah like getting people well they're, they're they're tapping into different communities and doing airdrops with each one mm-hmm. and i mean it brought like over a thousand people to decentraland in like a day so yeah I mean, that's so that pretty good definitely broke a decentraland record right that had to be I more think so. than even like the chest event i bet yeah, I, I don't probably. know if that's true or not 
Well, the trust event had like a hundred thousand dollars up for grabs. I think something like that. And this, but even one, then, like I still think this had a bigger turnout than that. I don't know. Well, you know what? I think it was a little bit more stable than the chess event because the chess event a was a total stable. like train wreck. That's true. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people probably tried to log in and couldn't, so yeah. they just left. A lot of people probably did log in. It was a lag fest, and they just bailed yeah. like five minutes in. Actually, yeah, I know a lot of people did that. So yeah, and the hardcore. Uh, like actually went through all the chests. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The hardcore, like all the people are still lingering around these days. Yeah, the, a year the, later, diehards. Yeah, yeah, dude. We're all tryhards. So. It hasn't it hasn't even been a year, man. Can you believe that? Huh? It hasn't even been a year since the launch. Hasn't been. Yeah. I mean, it's it's probably been about a year since like we literally like got involved. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because I remember we were we were like part of the first ones. We went to the Halloween event last yeah, year. Yeah, you know what? Um. The the beta launched in July. I remember it like like it was yesterday. Yeah, and and then beta. yeah, and then the beta. So then the Halloween event. I think that's where you got like your your rare wearables. Yeah. My rare <laughs> well, mask that nobody wants to buy for me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to hold on to it, dude. So far, it's a terrible decision. Man. Yeah. I should have sold it when like everybody wanted wearables. You know. Yeah. That's the thing, dude. Wearables, I don't know. That market is not nearly as lively as uh, yeah. people hoped it would be. Yeah, what you know? happened, man? What Like, what happened? Just like anything in crypto, dude, there you got hype cycles, dude. You got bull and bear phases. I think we're, like, in the bear phase for the wearables and, like, the land. I think it has to do with, like, you know, crypto kind of showing some bullish signs. So, oh, all of yeah. a sudden, these alternate digital escape assets just don't seem that valuable anymore right yeah yeah that's a good point people chasing like the quick bucks and myself included dude i got a rug pulled for the first time like the other day dude no this is the first time i think so dude that's the first time i legit got scammed yeah you know what i mean but it's not like i wasn't expecting it dude i I invested into something called no-brainer finance or some shit it was literally it was a clone slash meme ripoff i mean core you remember core oh yeah core it's still going, by the way. Yeah, Core's going because they're actually, you know, the innovator. Like, just ain't memes going, right? Mm-hmm. These guys, they come up with something new and is exciting. At least you got to give them that. Like, I mean, they're doing something new and creative yeah. in the yeah. space. But they always have tons of copycat ripoffs. And this was one of them who literally copied the two, like Core and, and, and Beam, by combining the liquidity lockup mechanism of Core with the NFT minting mechanism of Meme. Yeah, they made something called brain. And brain. It was a total rug. So how, how? I mean, what was the point of it though? Like, how do you? Well, how do you? How would you use it? The same way you would get, like, you use your meme tokens, right, to mine these pineapples or whatever to to purchase NFTs or to get access to these NFT art pieces. Yeah. Same shit, except this time, like, whenever you lock up liquidity, you can't take it out. You know. <laughs> right. That's it. Just just like. So core, like cores, they're doing the same thing. You lock up liquidity, but you're getting a vapor token in return. You know, the core token. Hmm. But yeah. So I mean it sounds cool, but And I so mean, this was I'm another calling it a rug just because it went from ninety bucks to like ten bucks in like a couple of days. I don't I don't even know the news. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I just know the price crumbled. So Yeah. Yeah, dude. And so this was a another anonymous project? Yes, it was. So again, I went into it knowing that. And I still bit the bullet, dude. Yes, I was chasing those meme bu- meme bucks, dude. Yeah. So going back to uh, our previous recording that completely failed. Um, so I also invested in CB Dow, mm. and uh, what happened was I put in like a couple. I think it was like seven hundred bucks, 
And then it doubled, and then more than more than doubled, right? But it doubled, and then I took my principal out, and uh, and then I just let it ride, right? It was mm-hmm. a pure gamble. And then they rug pulled, I think. And they rug pulled at the bottom, dude. It doesn't make any sense. If they could have waited like another six months, they could have at least like recovered to yeah. like status quo, right, where it started. And then they would have significantly gone far. And they, the crazy thing is they got an audit and it got audited and the, and the auditor said that everything looked fine. I mean, it doesn't really say anything about, you know, who the project leaders are, right? Obviously, but yeah. their code was good enough, right? The, they weren't. So they were anonymous too, right? They were anonymous. See, man, these auditors need to make a rule. Like, oh yeah, we, we no longer want to stake our reputation with anonymous founders you know yeah, I, sure. I would if i were starting an auditing entity that'd be rule number one i agree if you're yeah. anonymous don't even fucking come at me bro it's yeah. like we're the gold standard of auditors here yeah i <laughs> totally agree because I mean? think about it if uh if you use these uh well this our auditing company right the one with a gold standard right where you can't be anonymous yeah and this anonymous team discloses who they are to us and then they rug pull then it's like yeah you're done I guess like because I guess their defense is like we, we we're not auditing like the teams we're just auditing the code yeah so as long as the code is present like we did our job but maybe like yeah auditors they need to step it up a notch maybe like become more like yeah a, because what's the point like if you green light this yeah. smart contract and they just rug pull on everybody it doesn't look good on the auditor it shouldn't I mean that's the first thing I look at like when you're saying these things like hey they even got an audit and they still rugged yeah. So now I'm looking at the auditor like, yo, what the fuck? Why didn't you guys see this coming? Yeah, you know? and ultimately, there's no reason for why anybody who's doing any project needs to be anonymous. There's no reason. Yeah, man. It's it's like an obvious – it's a it's a horrible trend that's happening in this space. And I think we talked about it on this, uh, you know, a non-recorded episode. <laughs> Might as well talk about it again. Yeah. That um, it's like a sign of the infancy of where we are, like in the DeFi space with because of Uniswap, right? It allows this to happen. Mm-hmm. Because the technology itself is a decentralized gateway for like projects now. Before Uniswap, like we were like slowly but surely turning into like a centralized ecosystem where everything that had to go through a big, you know, juggernaut exchanges like in order Binance. to like, the Binance Launchpad. Huh? The Binance Launchpad. Yeah, Binance Launchpad, KuCoin has one, Coinbase has one. So <laughs> if you were a project, like if you were us. You know, we're trying to build something. We'd have no shot, yeah, because exactly. we'd have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever the fuck and go through Binance, you know, yeah. to pay their tax. Yeah. So now we're finally free, you know, because it's something like Uniswap, these automated market makers. But it comes with a freaking a huge double-edged sword, you know. Now it's fucking the wildest of wests. You know. What you I mean? know what? <laughs> I was thinking about how you know if these anonymous projects. As simple as it is to not invest in them, the problem is that so many people are investing. These are doing 10Xs in like a week. And so mm-hmm. even knowing that they're anonymous, you still have like this inkling to like, you know, drop a dime or two in there just to see what happens. <laughs> That's what I did. You know? And but- it makes sense. You don't want to know why? Because like, again, in that traditional like VC backed uh, pre-sale seed investor, you know, mechanism of, of, of the 2017 era where everything was run by exchanges mm-hmm. this is what happened anybody who had access to those early like seed rounds of investment they always they were the ones getting the 10 15x returns immediately right mm-hmm. as soon as they got listed on exchange so they were the ones dumping on the rest of us like that's why 
that's how they always got rich. Yeah. Now it's like the community has access to that starting point now on Uniswap. And like almost every token has this 10 to 15x run up initially, just like you would expect like in a seasonal round. Yeah. So think of it like that. Like these these huge run-ups you're seeing, these are like the pre-sale seed round like hype cycle. And then huge dump sell-offs, you know, and then I don't know, these projects are gonna have to figure out a way how to organically get that hype back up but most of them won't you know yeah it's just, yeah they're all dead because yeah. <laughs> they're all fucking ah, i don't know man uh, so yeah the question is where do we go from here man like what, what needs to be fixed in order to uh i don't know for, i feel like a lot of people have lost trust in this uh DeFi space yeah i mean uh i was i was going through the coinbase wallet and i i noticed and you know this team was part of coinbase for a while but I realize like Yearn Finance is on Coinbase, dude. And oh, that's, yeah? that's really the one that started it all, mm. right? Wi-Fi. And um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm thinking about your question is like, where do we go from here? I don't know, dude. That's like, because yeah. we, we talked about NFTs and we talk about how all NFT projects are going to start incorporating ERC-20 tokens because that's really what's going to pay the bills. There's um, that and there's legit included. reasons for it too. Like it's, it's an obvious like community incentive tool. Mm-hmm. To get people to like you know yeah but then you look at uh, rareable and it's not exactly like a dominating coin right it's true and so even though they have the right incentives i don't know if it's if it's that sustainable they unless, might not have the right tokenomics they might have not thought that through i think uh, there's too much short-term inflation meaning every day there's like a pretty sizable chunk of tokens being minted and like distributed right so well it's like every week is 75 new 75,000 new yeah, tokens, right? That's right. New tokens. Every week. But so in order for that to sustain, it's it's like, so they have to, they're going to have to layer in some type of staking use case for these tokens in order for that, you know, to offset that, that inflation, I feel like. Hmm. Same with Uniswap. Uniswap's having the same problem, dude. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. These whole mining me- mechanics, like they're a great way of distributing tokens to your community, right? And avoiding all this pre-sale shit. Yeah. But it adds way too much like, sell demand into the market yeah yeah not enough reason to hold onto that token so they're gonna have to incorporate some type of lock your token for this purpose type thing mm-hmm. you know and that might not be enough dude it might not maybe so you're gonna have to you get even more clever who knows yeah like just there's, there's all kinds of shit that needs to be done so yeah these are the questions you kind of want to ask like what do we do from here the, the the main tenets you want to uphold is like we want to we want to keep this decentralization thing going because we like this right yeah because we recognize like that the, the 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 ecosystem we lived in in 2017 2018 was was becoming it was a game of whales only whales were like you know profiting. benefiting profiting yeah. now we're slowly taking that power away that's kind of like the whole ambition of the space it's just now how do we create the you know the alternate tools or services or whatever that also remain decentralized but also like protect ourselves you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah so there's a huge opportunity here for like new projects to kind of like spring out of that you know what i mean because yeah i mean yeah I, I totally see what you're saying i think I, I you know this tokenomic stuff i don't know if it's enough just to come up with like a tokenomics that will sustain a project because like if you come out with a token like like for example we will the goal is to provide enough value represented within the token that the price, you know, goes up. And so yeah, for, for our case in particular, let's talk about ourselves because 
we are a platform where you know traditionally businesses because we have to operate as a business still because metazone requires human labor in order for it to exist yeah it's not like it can't be 100 percent automated so it's not like this protocol that can sustain off of like a 0.1 percent fee right like yeah. there's actual hands that need to be yeah, put to like, work put to work and as long as this platform scales and grows more and more hands need to come in yeah so in the traditional world you could sustain off of like a business model, like, Dude, like an exactly. app store, 30%. Yeah. So if the reason why you want this token value to like have proper tokenomics structured into it so that like the value of it goes up over time is because we're exchanging that, that traditional business model and we're giving that revenue share sort of to like the rest of the participants, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the other token holders. Yeah. We're exchanging that they're sent to them. We have to make up that 20% somehow in order to sustain as like an entity, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's where the tokens come from. The token value comes from. It's yeah. like a balancing act. You so, know what I mean? So do you think you're confident that if we come up with a reasonable tokenomics, that that is, is going to provide the the balance of what's needed to sustain a business in, in the cryptocurrency space? Well, it's definitely like it, it, it'll, it's a good incentive, meaning like... <clears throat> Because if, if we don't uphold our end, meaning like we're the main core developers and builders of the platform and kind of like we're the ones seriously guiding like the, the future of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's going to be uh, community engagement in these decisions. But so if the token value just turns to nothing, like, you know, we won't be able to sustain is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, like so we're, we're extremely motivated to do our best you know, to, yeah. And it's aligned with the community too, because the yeah. better that we do, technically the, the more value the token is worth. And if the token is worth more and we have the community holding this token, you know, they have more value in their bag. Yeah. And then we're rewarding the community based mm-hmm. on their engagement, their behavior. You know, if they're doing the things that benefit the platform and the community, then they're getting rewarded with these tokens. So, you know, everyone, is kind of like working together to enhance the value of these things. I mean, this is nothing new. Like Decentraland is doing the same thing, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, like they, sure. they they raised all their funding through a token uh, launch, you yeah. know? Yeah. It was very successful. They hit the right timing with it. But ultimately, they're motivated. You know, they're not collecting any revenue. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're, they're 100% motivated by increasing that token value. So that's why you see things like burn mechanics, from what I've been hearing, there's going to be some new staking mechanics they're working on, you know? Like, yeah, this is new. burning means that no one has access to those tokens, right? They're sent to a wallet. And then staking yeah. means that those who are holding are are technically holding longer because they're, they're putting into a protocol. And so it's all about yeah. it's all about either getting rid of the token or holding the token. That inc- supposedly increases the value of the token. It should just offer, like, you know, economics 101. You just... Take them out of circulation, just like gold, right? Most people they buy and hold on to gold, you know. Well, it's like uh, core finance. They have only twenty eight thousand tokens, right? Something like that. I think like ten thousand or ten thousand. Yeah. Well, who was it that was had twenty eight thousand? I think it was Wi Fi. It was Wi Fi. Yeah, I think it sounds about right. Yeah. So, I mean, even then, that doesn't work, right? The scarcity of it. I mean, one token is ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it still it still has the same mechanics. Right? People still sell, right? Just because one is worth ten thousand dollars doesn't mean that it's going to be people are going to want to hold on to it anymore. 
you're just talking purely like off of like the like the total supply yeah total supply yeah exactly the psychology of that yeah, yeah because well so when you talk about the total supply being so low as like ten thousand, and then your a single token is worth you know five thousand bucks or ten thousand mm-hmm. bucks Mm-hmm. It, it it does have a, a a psychological effect on the retail investor that is just too much money right yeah. to get a single token but the the underlying mechanisms that keep that value up still still are governed in the same way that even if your token was worth a dollar you would still be there's still sell pressure right there's still yeah it, it's the same thing so yeah I, I don't really think reducing the token supply by you know, uh, an order of magnitude is really going to change the how people behave with the token. I think ultimately it's it's like use case. It's a it's the what the token does for the individual user. That's why it's going to increase in value. It's like uh, the Binance token. If uh, the Binance token reduces your fees by fifty percent, people are going to want the token, right? Inherently. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess you could say the same thing with like something like Ethereum. You know, like. Yeah, there's a cap supply in all these things, but up until now, there was no real utility to Ethereum other than it was like a, a unit of currency in exchange. I guess the gas too, but none of that really like that doesn't like eliminate the supply of Ethereum, does it? Anytime you transact, mm, no, no, it doesn't. Yeah, so it's not like it's not like we're slowly burning the circulating supply of Ethereum, you know. So, yeah. but we still saw Ethereum go from like less than a dollar to more than a thousand you know so it's not like the value of these things is 100 percent dictated on their tokenomics you know it's just it's more like ecosystem growth you know like speculative value in that i guess because i don't know not now ethereum's transitioning to proof of stake so you know you would expect like the price to skyrocket but i mean the returns you're going to get from being like an ethereum validator are like peanuts compared to what you can get like on these yield farming you know protocols yeah for sure so, but you don't see like the price of Ethereum like skyrocketing or anything like that, you know. So, I don't yeah, know. What, what are you trying to figure you... out? Like, what people actually care about in this space? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, dude, it's, it's always just hype. <laughs> yeah. What do you, What do you think is going to happen to? And that's what. Huh. Go ahead. <clears throat> what do you think is going to happen to the value of Ethereum once it goes to proof of stake? Oh man. Yeah, like if it's a successful like E2.0 rollout, basically. Yeah. We're proof of stake. We got validators. I mean, I think they're already like testing all that shit out like right now. But what's gonna happen? I think I, know, I think it, I I don't know if a whole lot's gonna happen because it's yeah, that's what I'm leading towards too. Because like, I think I come think on, like how is this be... not priced in? Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. I think... We've been talking about this for years now. Yeah, it has to be priced in, but. We saw we saw Ethereum go all the way to fourteen hundred bucks when Bitcoin went to twenty thousand, yeah. and then we're talking about Bitcoin going up to a hundred thousand or more. So that's five times more at the peak. So we could see what a maybe five or six thousand dollar Ethereum. I mean, is that crazy? Is a hundred thousand no. dollar Bitcoin crazy? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, if we thought it was crazy, then we wouldn't be in this space. You know? <laughs> right. It's kind of like. But those are the drivers of this this whole thing, you know. Yeah. I guess Bitcoin really is is the driver of this whole thing, you know. So, <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm anticipating the same thing that happened in 2017. You know, it's just money flows into this market through Bitcoin and eventually just like disseminates throughout the rest of the space. And Ethereum is going to be the first one to get that money, you know. You know what? I mean, um, one of the videos that Chico Crypto did maybe like a week or two ago, he was talking about that funnel that you're talking about. He yeah. said that that funnel is not 
is no longer going through Bitcoin as it as it was in 2017. It's actually just starting in the DeFi space. Well, right, yeah, that's that's I see it too. Yeah, but I don't think this is like different money. This isn't like retail money, like because like you know this is like uh, this is just like internal crypto money, like coming from one space and like entering another. Yeah, you know, like yeah, that's true. Yeah, this you know, isn't retail. Yeah. This isn't like our our cousins and uncles like getting into <laughs> DeFi. DeFi. Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but that's where the real money is. Like, good luck trying to convince like a hedge fund or like one of these ETF. Like, what is yeah, this yeah. shit we call it? Like grayscale like fidelity and grayscale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good luck trying to get them to put money into fucking Uniswap or like uh, fucking compounds or something yeah. like that. Right. Know? It's not gonna happen, dude. <laughs> yeah. But that's the money that this this market has been like waiting for, you know. It's gonna start with Bitcoin, dude. Like as much as we, I mean, you probably like to hear that, but as much as I don't like to hear that, it's like I'm, you know, just because I'm not cryptocurrency, just don't do it for me, man. Just not. Like, like, what, what do you mean? You're talking about the token, uh, platform tokens? Yeah, like tokens that their their only use case is literally just tokens, like or oh, just a, a medium of exchange. I get I. I say that, but I, I understand like how important that is. Yeah. I guess you have to be like a real hater of like, uh, you know, the traditional financial system mm-hmm. in order for that to sound appealing to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm like, I'm a comfortable fucking American, right? Like uh, I'm happy with our, I'm happy with my day to day life. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'm, like- I'm not out there pitchforking, you know, I don't like what the tactics the federal reserve uses you know yeah but you're not like venezuela where where shit is 100 percent hit the fan i'm like dude currency currency is is more valuable as a toilet paper than it is as a an actual currency exactly and i think that's just like my human nature in me like i i don't react until like shit hits that kind of fan you know and then i'm like oh fuck dude like i should have seen the value in bitcoin all along i mean but i I do see this value i understand that but we can't lose sight of the fact that bitcoin has not gone below ten thousand dollars in over three months yeah like that's that's never happened before i know um but what does that mean so that means i mean we're accumulating again that's that's all it means is that dude when the last time we saw like this kind of sideways action was um like around the bottom, right? When it was around three to four thousand, yeah, and then exactly. out of nowhere, it just did that exactly. huge pop. Exactly. And we're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's like when we first started this podcast. That's right. right around the time. Yeah, we started around at thirty four hundred bucks. Yeah, and, and then, then like next report. week it was like forty five hundred bucks. I was like, "Oh shit!" So I'm saying like a month later it was like twelve thousand. Yeah, and then <laughs> not even like a couple weeks later. Yeah, yeah, we were on the podcast with uh, Frankie, and we were watching it live. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And ever since then, dude, we've just been chilling. Yeah, <laughs> waiting for it to get back up there. Dude. Uh, it's been it's been a tough wait. Yeah, but yeah, Man, that was over we, a year we, ago too. More than a year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, let's not lose sight of that for sure. But like, just understand that's going to be the driver of everything. All the shit that we're talking about and like paying attention to, like Jesus Christ, dude, it's like the dude. We're like in the micro of micro caps. You know what I mean? Like talking about 5 million market cap projects and shit like yeah. that. Which like have done nothing. Huh? <laughs> They've done nothing for the most part. Most of them. But like if we're talking about Rarible, which we just did, you know, the Rarible's doing something. <laughs> They're the number one NFT platform in the in existence right now as far as volume, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, well, something. you know what? That that is something, and it's probably because of the rareable token, right? It's a hundred percent because of that. Yeah, and that's a, it needs to be noted and like dissected and understood, and yeah. like because of that, we need to project what's going to happen in the future. Which yeah, I think, and that projection is other mint, other NFT minting pro- platforms are going to come out with their own ERC twenty token. Yeah, because like what, what, what we just talked about, like it, it's a no brainer, like uh, ecosystem or community tool. Like to keep people engaged and like, and ultimately the devs, it doesn't cost them anything. It's a smart contract they develop. They mint a billion tokens or whatever it is, and then Mm -hmm. they do an airdrop, and that's it. That's all they have to do. Yeah, that's what they did today. They just onboarded fifteen hundred new community members. Essentially, like they just siphoned all the community like excitement out of Decentraland. Unfortunately, in this case, I think a lot of people were disappointed. Because of the, the low oh, yeah. out, output, like from what we've heard, like in our Discord group, like a lot of people, the problem is we're spoiled because of Uniswap, dude. Everyone's expecting <laughs> thousands of dollars for every airdrop, you know yeah. what I mean? I so mean, they could walk, be worth thousands of dollars. Bucks. Huh? They could be worth thousands of dollars. It's just it not the right be. time. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, people are we're spoiled now to where we're expecting more. But the point is, they reached, they got a, a whole new clan that just... yeah. Got a it's taste good. of Decentraland. Huh? They got a taste of Decentraland with this uh, Rarible yeah. airdrop. They got a taste of Decentraland and Rarible. So, yeah, it so, works. Yeah, it makes their community bigger. Now they got token holders. So, automatically, when you're a token holder, you're just interested. Yeah. You know, That's automatically. True. That's true. So, they're going to be paying attention. Now they're going to go to Rarible. They're going to see what the marketplace is all about. And then, before you know it, they're spending money on these fucking NFTs and then they're hooked. Yeah. You know, so hey, that's can you, like, can you spend Rari's at Rarible? That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, let me check this out. Because if you can, I mean, that's just another use case, right? Well, why would just, just to spend it? Like maybe some kind of like bonus or like discount or something if you do? Well, let's see. Yeah, um, they could definitely design something. Like the more Rari's you spend, the more. Yeah, you like it's like a casino site. Like, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like it, dude. It's just no. ETH. Well, maybe that's what I'm talking about. They're going to have to think of like new things, uh, you know, to get that Rari token back up again. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are coming up with some cool art, dude. I mean, I'm looking at it now. And I mean, if you if you step away from the space for like like a month and then you come back to the art space, like it's a lot more complicated, like what people are doing now because they're using 3D um, software to make their NFTs. And mm-hmm. instead of just like, uh, you know, just a generic PNG and, you know, like a straight 2D art, like people are getting pretty smart out there with what they're creating. Well, yeah, it's like anything else, right? Like a market gets saturated and all of a sudden. Yeah, it starts maturing. Yeah, you have to evolve to like uh, yes. stand out from the crowd. Then like the bar gets raised over time. Yeah. It happens in everything. It happened to us. A Metazone, remember? At the so? beginning. People were building like, you know, kind of like basic looking houses, like real world looking shit. And over time, these things, everything's like floating now. Oh, right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> everything's floating. Yeah. You got like alien houses. You got just like, you know, the effort is uh, increasing on a uh, metas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so um, speaking of effort, uh, so... Well, I guess it depends when we're going to launch this video, but uh, Ethermon is going to come out with a quite a big hammer of an announcement, mm. pretty like within the next twenty four hours from this recording. That's right. 
I just know. finished. Uh, yeah, you just finishing finished. touches on the announcement video. I guess we could talk about it. Yeah, so I think I'm pretty confident this is not going to come out today. So yeah, uh, they're going to make an announcement tomorrow. But the problem is, you know, things could change. They may not drop the announcement tomorrow, even though they well, said. Regardless, they were. like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, if uh, you know. Well, I mean, I the guess the worst guess, thing the worst thing that can happen is that they don't drop it tomorrow and then we can't release this video tomorrow. Yeah. So then we just we wait until uh, they officially drop it and then we can drop yeah. this video. Yeah. OK. All right. So you want to tell everybody what the announcement is? Not really. You tell them. I'm too <laughs> nervous. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so the the big announcement for Ethermon is that they've they're now owners of a pretty large district in Decentraland. Boom. So, what does that mean? Uh, that's pretty crazy. If yeah, you think about first it. First of all, this is like the first big movement in in a district in a while. I mean, other than I guess Vegas district, they're always like making stuff because they got an investment and you know they. Yeah, always... but see, ever since we've been around, yeah, like yeah, we've seen nothing with districts. Every according to Rio and like all the other OGs, all this district shit that we have no idea how it even formed. It all happened like in 2017, right? Like around like the early, early, early days of things. Yeah. So th- as far as I know, this is the first like actual, like, what do you call it? An acquisition? I don't know. Yeah. But, I'm not sure like, what the details are. Me neither. But a team. An adoption. Actually, yeah. All of a sudden there's demand for one of these districts where a team wants to invest their own capital, right? Yeah. Their own resources to take ownership of one and actually do something with it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's, that, I think that's going to be big news. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're able to expand on their brand and and have a large stake in Decentraland with a district. Yeah. Now they're not limited into um, you know what they can create. Now it's now it's it's all about figuring out how to involve the community, the Ethermon community, and and even a bigger community into their game involving a district. So yeah, uh, there's there's going to be a lot of incentives for people to get involved, especially the meta owners, because. Uh, that's like a primary, um, you know, item that they have in their mind in terms of like making sure the gameplay coincides with all the metas that are out there for Ethermon. Just because these are all game assets, right? They they're gonna be a huge part of the Ethermon game in Decentraland. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking about dungeons. They're talking about you know, if you have a specific Ethermon, you get access to a particular portion of the of the district. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be opportunities for people to own content within that district and uh, revenue sharing content as well. So uh, this is this is a huge announcement uh, for this team, and you know that's it's it's a huge announcement for Decentraland too. There's like a huge investor in, into Decentraland making not the investor is making direct content in Decentraland. Yeah. So it's like not they, like it's not like any other like in a quote unquote investor that's like making a cube called a building and they're there this is my headquarters like no this yeah, is a full yeah. on game yeah this is about 600 to 700 parcels of potential yeah. potential game builds build space yeah for a, a, we're, we're we're calling it a verse yeah and, and, you know it's a game verse within the metaverse. So let's just call it a fucking verse. Let's coin this term now. Let's get used to it as a community. The verse. These aren't yeah. games. These are verses. Yes. You know? Yes. Because anything can exist within this district. It's not just games. It could be, you know, fucking Ethermon clubs. You yeah. know, Ethermon 
let's let's say they create like a pet and ethermon center for people with like social anxiety uh, people with anxiety disorders stress yeah let's let's go let's go to the ethermon fucking like pet. pet center yeah yeah you just go <laughs> in and you just fuck around with an ethermon it does something really cute and lame yeah for sure <laughs> to like to somebody that could relieve some anxiety and some stress like i might actually have some positive you know force in the world is that a game not necessarily but it's part of the universe. Right, you know? right. And so universe. we don't know all the details as to what uh, they're planning for this district yet because I think they're they're trying to make a, a pretty large announcement and uh, information drop with everything. Of course, we're, you know, helping them kind of design this, this game for the landowners. But uh, Yeah, which is crazy because, I mean, this is a first for us, and it's a big transition for us. Yeah. Not a transition. Like we're still 100% focused on the the 50% of the problem of Decentraland. Meaning you're just like the typical average Decentraland landowner, right? You don't right. have access to a district. You have public land. Then there's another 50% to this Decentraland problem that we never really thought of addressing because we never thought we'd have like any yeah reason to. We like yeah. we just figured out. We figured districts would figure it out on their own. That's kind of supposed to be the point, right? Yeah, for sure. Like uh, you own a district. You have your own community. You just build. But I mean, we've been here for more than a year, and we see like that's not the case. Yeah, districts yeah. have a, a big problem, right? They can't Huge. build stuff because they don't have resources to build anything. And even if they have resources to build something, they don't even know what to build. Yeah. It, it, so, so Ethermon yeah. comes I mean, in with like uh, a huge asset. It's a it's a huge game asset, and that game involves like these creatures that you evolve. You power up, you level up, and then you battle, and and then you tr- you flip them on you know a third party market. So uh, a lot of districts don't have that. They they're starting from scratch, yeah. and nobody knows what to build. I mean, Vegas City, it's pretty clear what they're building. You know, of course, casinos and like games of that sort. But any other district, it's just lost. Nobody nobody's doing anything. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to imagine. Like, let's say you're Ethereum, you have access to two thousand parcels of land like you can imagine an amazing world if you have any kind of like creativity in yourself you know mm-hmm. i can imagine a cyberpunk sci- you know futuristic sci-fi type little yeah. mini city yeah. you know and, but just because you build that doesn't for one it's going to cost an insane amount of money to build and then like who the fuck's going to throw their money into that if there's no guaranteed return that's right know? that's right that's the root of the problem for the districts it's like it's the same problem the decentralized landowner has but on a much bigger scale <laughs> like weighted on a much smaller group of people you know like right so that's that's a lot harder problem to overcome but it presents a much greater opportunity uh, opportunity to yeah to 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 create something of value that generates you know money and you know revenue potential for for whoever's involved you know so that's kind of like how we have to think about it so yeah we're working closely with ethermon to see if like what the hell's we're gonna do yeah <laughs> they have like like i said they don't have any problem coming up with that vision they know what they want to build yeah you know like it's it's easy to them because yeah. like they've been thinking about this shit for a long time now like yeah for sure they've probably been fantasizing about this stuff and like now they have the chance to build it yeah now they can realize their game that they had in their mind and deploy it into Centerland. that's right because before this we, you know they have they we worked together to build like the meta version of it, it's it's fragmented. It's spread throughout the metaverse, but it's all connected at the same yeah, time. That's right. So it's an actual cohesive game experience. You just have to. It's on our 
our responsibility is to build the platform well enough to where like a player can you know navigate himself through this game verse efficiently yeah. you know in yeah. this like fragmented style if that makes sense yeah for sure like i mean we haven't got there yet like we're pieces are being added in you know yeah but, and so on top of that is the there's an egg nest event happening on october 19th and in that egg nest event, you'll anyone can purchase this egg nest as a landowner, and you can deploy it on your land. And yeah. people can buy these eggs. And there's a, I think, a twenty percent chance or less to get the rare yarmiao. And so yarmiao gives you all these different opportunities to dig, probably a little bit more often, and find more rare items with this ethermon. So this is a pretty valuable ethermon, and and getting this particular one will gain you access to specific locations in that district yeah not just specific from what i've been told like rare rare dungeons i mean there's going to be multiple dungeon experiences within their district but think if you've ever played an mmo think of it as like you know where all the epic loot is going to be like the best shit you could potentially get is going to be specifically geared to people who have access to it so i'm assuming down the line they're going to incorporate other ways to get access to these dungeons you yeah, know but for, the, sure. for now this is going to be the the only way at the beginning the first way like you know yeah <laughs> and so so i think there's going to be five new five total new ethermon that you can get uh through this egg nest and mm-hmm. so all five gaining all five you'll gain you know access to a certain parts of the district but if you have yarmia you'll be accessing like the like the most prestigious portion of the district. So yeah, that's like, totally. a, you know, that's one particular use case. And, you know, I was thinking um, some of the other gameplay aspects that you could do with the district involve like different landowners. Uh, I, I think one of the main ways is to focus like very specific gameplay that, that could only be done in a centralized location. Mm. Everything else like leveling up, gaining experience, finding rare ethermon. That's yeah. going to happen like all, all on the other uh, landowners' parcels. That's right. And so that's so you have to come up with a different gameplay. You know, having a game like Ethermon and Decentraland than you would otherwise design if you were starting an, an entire Ethermon game from scratch, right? You download an application, you're in this world called Ethermon World, and then you just play a game, right? With the, no no land requirements, no restrictions with land, nothing like that. So you have to come up with something that forces the players to go to the different parcels out there, the different metas, but also then have them come back to the district for a particular action, right? So this is this has never been done before. Like this is a hard problem as a as a game designer to to kind of come up with. But uh, I mean, like like we were saying earlier, when there's a big problem, there's a big opportunity. Hundred percent, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like. It's exciting to see like what's going to come of it. I have so many different like thoughts about this it's insane mm-hmm. that I can't even like curate them and like say anything that makes any sense right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like cuz you nailed it. Like it's never been done before. So we don't know how how we should navigate this. And it's yeah. not it's it's not something we can control either. Yeah, I mean, and this, something this is Ethermon's thing. You know, yeah, this is something new for us too. Like for Meta, Meta, MetaZone's perspective, like we've solved the trilemma for the landowner for the most part. I mean, obviously there's still a couple of things we need to finish such as the NFTs and the smart contracts for split payments and all that. Uh, but, you know, quick update, there's we're we're beginning to test these on Rinkaby and Robston. So, 
that's good news for everybody, especially all the meta owners. There's 900 of you guys, or at least 900 metas out there. So mm-hmm. imagine if we had to pay gas for 900 metas to distribute the NFTs. That would be impossible. So uh, so there's going to be an opportunity for the meta owners to claim these NFTs. And then eventually we'll release our ERC-20 token, do an airdrop and all that. But going back to Ethermon, they have... Um, it's 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 a it's a situation for us to figure out. It's a different problem for MetaZone to figure out. And that problem is if you run a district and you don't have any resources, then you can't really build anything in that district. Yeah. So our we propose a solution, you know, you know, and hopefully the community out there can give us some feedback and you know comment in, in the description and all that. And let us know what you think of having an IMO. And IMO is an initial meta offering. And what that means is if uh, as a designer, you come up with an idea, like a game idea, and you have these different assets of the game, you can do Mm -hmm. sort of a pre-sale for those game assets, right? And these are full-on NFTs. So the the game designer is selling full-on NFTs through this IMO platform. And through the sale of these NFTs funds the the development of this project. So if you apply that concept to a district and a district comes up with a concept that they can sell metas, you know, initial meta offerings, sell metas as, as a, as an NFT to, to represent a design for a district, that would be a way to like have districts create content. And then on top of that, you can have the community contribute content as well um, as a as a you know meta for that district. So there are ways that we can kind of solve this issue. It's just a matter of you know having an MVP version of it and testing it out because that's what we did with MetaZone. Now we're just in the mode of like fully building it out and making you know NFTs out of everything. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's one offer like one kind of opinion in terms of like what could solve that problem now it's is i think we're we're gonna see if we're gonna try it you know see what happens with with the ethermon launch or yeah potentially something? uh potentially with ethermon as well as you know, yeah and see if it works right with the initial metal offering if maybe there's a different model that helps populate a district without requiring so many upfront cash to build something that maybe nobody goes to because there's been some mm. districts that build something and like as soon as they build it, like there's no reason to go there. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, then you start to wonder if, if somehow like uh, how then you start to look at actual successful attempts at, you know, building and maintaining and growing a community uh, in the blockchain gaming space. And you, you automatically have to look at Axie Infinity, right? Like mm-hmm. they seem to be the standalone, standout outperformer. You know, if you're looking at blockchain games, and it's not like it's not, the game itself isn't anything amazing, you know. But I mean, it's it's a cool game. But I, I just like how we're identifying. Look, Rarible is not nothing truly special as far as a platform, but somehow they figured out a recipe to keep their platform engaged, mm-hmm. and it's the tokens. It's 100% their token like mining mechanics, where like the more engagement you have with their platform, the more you're being rewarded. So actually, kind of has the same mechanic with their gameplay. The yeah, more games exactly. you win, the more you play, the more, more you're SOPs. being rewarded. Yeah, you know that's right. So you, you have to. So we've thought about that, and you know, to us, it makes sense. If you're trying to establish yourself in the dis, in the metaverse ecosystem, like uh, you got to keep your community engaged outside of just ga- like you know designing you know, gameplay, just because it's too risky. 100%, and dude. like 
Huh? Hundred percent. Because you know, one of the one of the missing th- items in an in initial meta offering is the fact that the IMO has to be coupled with an ERC twenty token. Yeah, because that's what represents your community. Like, right. And in essence, you build a game, you're building a community. You know. Uh. And but in this case, like <laughs> these games are different because like everything costs money. You yeah. Know? That's right. It's not like a traditional like you download a game off of Steam. You know, you might pay ten bucks to play it, and that's any additional money you put into it is like cosmetics mm-hmm. yeah in in the blockchain gaming world it's like every move you make every little step of progress you're making in these games it's like there's a cost involved like a think of it as like a little micro investment you're making yeah because that micro investment is supposed to if the game design if the designers the developers design a good game the purpose of you making that initial investment should be to get you a higher status within that game, so you're you're claiming more lucrative rewards. Yeah. You know, if that's in the form of like a super rare NFT, whether it's a wearable or a weapon, whatever the fuck, or like claim to more tokens. I don't, I don't know. Like you know, the games are still figuring out how to design this blockchain gaming like the perfect formula. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so ultimately, what we're, we're thinking is we're missing the launch pad for that and like, you know, the ecosystem for that to kind of like take shape. Yeah. Uh, you know, so metas is the perfect starting point because that's literally like the, the underlying the asset of the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's the game itself. Like that's how you're going to build the game. That's going to be the content that's going to be placed onto the land in order for like the community to engage with. Right. Right. That's the rareable. That's the platform is the game you build. Yeah. And to keep the community involved and have that retention, you reward yeah. them with the ERC twenty token. Exactly, but then you know you gotta have like so the SLP seem cool, but you gotta have I don't know, I mean it's very experimental. Like, what are the value of these tokens? You know? Yeah. We're trying to figure that out. I have ideas yeah. <laughs> of like uh, incorporating some DeFi elements into these tokens and stuff. And yeah, for sure. I don't really want to discuss it at this point yet because it's it's just so like yeah it's unknown territory. Yeah, for sure. But. The point is, I think these things can be fixed. I and mean, I think it's, 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 if, if something like this, whether we do it or someone else, like, uh, does this, if, if nobody does this in Decentraland, I don't think we get out of this trench that we're in. Yeah, I totally we're agree. Like, you know what I mean? The only reason to come to Decentraland is like some kind of event that's being hosted. You know what? Like you yeah, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, talking about yeah. the events, uh, like, for example, the Rarible event, everybody showed up, like, let's say a thousand people showed up, right? Just to, Give the benefit of the doubt. A thousand uh, people show up and they're there to claim their raris, and then what exactly. happens? <laughs> they just they just did exactly what we just talked about. Yeah, exactly. Right? right. Everyone was there to get their share of the game. Let's the rare token. Let's say that's a game that was being launched yeah. through our platform. Yeah, yeah. For Decentraland, everyone. So they just proved us right. Meaning, like, this is what's going to get people to show up and that's like right. participate. That's right. So it's a matter of designing a proper game mechanic that like has that same reward mechanism, but it doesn't like break the bank at the same time. It's sustainable. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it, it maintains the proper tokenomics. So like the token doesn't just overinflate too quickly. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is not an easy problem, dude. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> not at all. But if, if this is something you could solve, like Jesus Christ, like that's huge. I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's so what we're all trying to do. Everybody showed up and then they claimed their tokens. They disappeared. It's it's yeah. it's more about trying to figure out a way to keep that ret- retention. If you can keep that retention, those players will keep coming back and keep progressing yeah. in their game. And yeah, and, and it's start- because you want to know why they left? Because there's nothing else the ga- left to well, do. Well, 
the gameplay mechanic was literally you push a button and you get your tokens. Yeah. That was the gameplay of that rare bolt drop. Yeah. Now imagine you extend that difficulty a little bit more. Like there's some dungeons you gotta go through. There's some, yeah. you know, some some rare spawn like at the far corner of the map you gotta find. You know, you gotta do you all got these different things. Another thing to kill and yeah, like yeah. any other game, right? You want some steps along, some progression. Once you get to this point, yeah, then you hit that button. That's right. Then you're rewarded with the token. You know, so I mean, that's Dude, that makes about. a lot of sense, man. Yeah. It's like any other game. It's just like any other game. The reason why you want to get through that dungeon is for that rare loot at the end. For that loot, yeah. So it doesn't even have to be tokens in this sense. Like we're trying to create value in like digital items, right? We don't have to, the ERC doesn't have to be the only thing, like gamers or or you know versers yeah <laughs> gamers versers. Versers. <laughs> you, know, you know people that do, going through these experiences um they're not just chase, chasing tokens you know they're chasing digital items that have value to them yeah and the value is going to be the value is going to be in the difficulty and the time it took to get them you know other than as opposed to like what it is now it's just like things that get minted and they have a price associated with them and that's mm -hmm. there's no difficulty in obtaining them you know yeah yeah and i mean, I mean so that that leads to the next portion of the conversation is the wearables like right okay. now <laughs> wearables have uh have gone through like a, their own little bear market i would say so uh it's i think it's tied a lot to gas for one yeah, that's another, uh, and, and then the run up in the in the crypto space, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, people so chasing meme tokens. Sure, there's a lot of factors contributing to to this as far as the wearables go, because there's more opportunities out there to make money, right? Whether it's like investing in a shit coin that's gonna 50x in a week, right? That's exactly. More, that's better yeah. than collecting that you know wearable that's gonna change the it color of your shirt. The lowest of liquidity in it, you know, you yeah. can sit around for months trying to sell that thing as opposed to a crypto. Where you could instantly swap it to the next chump. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. difference between these like NFT space and like the crypto ERC space is, is the liquidity. You know, that's another major problem that needs to be uh, figured out. And luckily, there's some people out there like Niftex that are attempting to tackle this issue. Yeah, for but, sure. And, and Niftex, I mean, they're they're ahead of the of the curve by a long shot. Huge. They, they really called it for sure. Um, converting an, a single NFT into an ERC twenty token, sharding it. Yeah. And so that that was definitely a brilliant move. Yeah, they definitely have their mind on the right, you know, yeah. things. Like yeah, they, they realize there's no liquidity in NFTs. Yeah, it's so like without that, it's, it's just difficult, man. Like, like if there was a way for you to exchange NFTs somehow with some platform that's an existing protocol where like the protocol takes on all of that difficulty of like liquidating these things somehow. Yeah. Somehow you'd have to automate it. And if you could somehow onboard like liquidity from like, the community who could back that you know in the event like it's hard to liquidate these assets yeah as long as like the user can go in and like i'm cashing in you're probably cashing your nft at a loss but it's okay it's an acceptable loss because i'm just trying to dump my shit <laughs> yeah you know? so then it's that loss is going to kind of help the platform you know recoup or like sustain i guess i don't know yeah but these are again these are problems that could all be solved, dude. It's just it requires like so much, like I don't know, man. It just, it just needs attention. You know what I mean? Like someone just needs to do it. Yeah, and uh, so the October sixteenth, yeah, October sixteenth is the fashion show, and so we're gonna be showcasing our wearables plus what is it? Nine others. Nine others will be showing off their wearables as well. I think 
but also the five mythics from oh yeah oh that's right 15 total that's right yeah yeah yeah. so five mythics 10 new legendary sets so So two teams two teams of the five mythics have are part of the 10 so it's gonna be what uh 13 teams in total that are showcasing new stuff who are the two dapcraft and who else uh and wonder zone i believe i don't think they're in there yeah i think i think they are dude okay yeah (laughs) we'll just say they are Maybe. Maybe I think they are. I don't know. Dapcraft for sure though. And yeah. they're already teasing like what they're coming out with. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they, they they're always doing like really good wearables. So Yeah, they go all out with these wearables, dude. Yeah. I mean not all out, but they they at least try every time they try to push some kind of boundary, which I like. And we tried to do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like we're not it, we don't claim to be like some wearable gods, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we're definitely like just barely like dabbling into the wearable space, like we're actually like the furthest from that dude like we don't even buy these things most of the time yeah know? for sure yeah i mean but, ultimately to me i'm 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 in the camp where a wearable is only as valuable as how how you use it if if there's some sort of function to it to me it has more value than like the aesthetics i agree like in the sense that i it, mean i played games throughout my whole life and i played all kinds of games i played games like like mmos where the whole game was literally like the gear you were wearing and representing it, but it took many, 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 many hours, sometimes months to acquire certain pieces of gear. So I saw the value in that and that's what I should go for. And yeah, it didn't was, matter what it looked like. Not, no, because it, if you had this certain thing, it made you the best in the game. Yeah. Right. And then that, that to me, that's where the value is. I, I didn't make a penny from that as opposed to other games I played where again, shit you can wear, but it takes you nothing to acquire. You just got to spend some money on it. Yeah. It's a skin, yeah. basically. And basically, there's a yeah. huge economy off of that. Why? Because the majority of people don't think like me. They don't want to invest their life into a game. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they just want to, you know, they spend their day at work. They come home. They want to hop on the, on the, on the sticks. Yeah. And then they're going to spend 20, 30 bucks on like a cool, cool skin on the marketplace. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, the gaming industry has exploded once they adopted that revenue model. And the gameplay has suffered also. As <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But you know, and so, think about this. I mean, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier. How uh, minting an ERC twenty token, if you mint a billion or you mint ten thousand, like it's not going to make a difference. Uh, like in terms of wearables, if you mint ten or you mint a thousand, I I don't think that makes the wearable any better. That that there's only ten of them out there. Uh, I mean, it's more rare. I mean, it's it's more rare, but it doesn't make it more valuable. I think it does. Well, I guess it depends. It I mean, if if you have a, a one of one, does that like like an art piece? It's all one of one. It definitely makes it more valuable. How does it, I mean? Okay. Do you see what's going on in Pokemon? I, Have you been paying attention to Pokemon? No. What what's been going on? Dude, Pokemon is going through the bubbliest bubbliest bubble of all the bubbles, dude. It's what? insane. So much bubble action going on in Pokemon. What? Like, dude, one of my friends bought a Charizard, like, you know, one of these first, uh, I don't know, whatever Charizard he bought, he bought it like three years ago for uh-huh. like a hundred bucks. And that thing's worth like 2000 bucks today. Yeah. But so is it the first edition the or is it the second edition? Definitely not first. Cause if it was the first edition, it'd be worth like hundred thousand, like 50 to a hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a second edition. But the yeah. point is it's the first editions went up even stronger than the second ones. But the point is. The rarest shit are the things where there's the least of them in existence. So there's two, there's something called like, uh, 
the Beckett scale, I guess. There's like mm-hmm. PSA yeah. scale, and there's like Beckett, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And the Beckett's like we were just talking about like audits, yeah. auditors in the blockchain space. Yeah. The Beckett is like the gold standard. Like they're the strictest. Like if there's like a fucking like a nanoparticle off <laughs> of this card, you're not gonna get a ten. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's only two of these Beckett, or I think they call it like BGS ten Charizards in existence. Only two currently that have been found. Yeah, but those and are one, first editions, though. Huh? Those are first editions, though. Yeah, they're first editions. Okay, yeah. First edition Shadowless Charizards that are BGS ten graded. So yeah. there's only two in existence, and uh, one one guy owns them both. He was like <laughs> on Pawn Stars or something like that. Yeah. But dude, he's getting offers from like. Logan Paul has made a video about this. He's like one of the most famous YouTubers. Uh-huh. And Justin Bieber is making him offers. Gary Vaynerchuk. What? They're, all making him, they're making him like half a million dollar offers and shit for these cards, dude. And he's like refusing. He's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> you know, I hold like the most valuable shit on the planet in the Pokemon world. Yeah. But like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, Yeah, but so if you just make a one of one of something, it doesn't make it valuable. That's what I'm saying. Those cards are valuable because first are rare, right? But they're also okay. Charizards, first edition physical items, right? That's okay. what makes it valuable, right? Just okay. because you and I come up with art one of one piece, it doesn't make them valuable. What about there's like, like a there's yeah. lore, there's like, history with these cards. What about all the Da Vinci shit? You know, all his paintings. Well, I'm not sure. I, I don't know enough about art to understand why they're so valuable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, it's just it's it's the brand of the artist, you know. Like, no one's going to give a shit about what, what, um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know either. So I can't even, like, I can't even argue for them. I don't yeah. know what makes art valuable, to be honest. But w- what's the point? Yeah. You just don't, you don't see. Well, I was thinking of uh, the wearables. It's like, just coming up with rare wearables, I don't think it's enough. Like, for example, we're seeing, nobody's buying any wearables right now. And, True. Uh, and there's, there's. 10 of 10s out there. There's going to be... There's actually like one of ones and like one of twos out there too. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't make it valuable. Like there's this guy, there's a missing functionality to it that needs, that would make these valuable. Like a use? Like a use case. Yeah. Like a use, usefulness of these wearables. I mean, that would definitely add like a, a, a for sure incentive to That's, want to own one of these things. Like think about But it's not this. like anybody buying these Beckett 10 Charizards intend to use them. There's just straight flexing tools, dude. That's yeah. it. Why do you th- why the fuck do you think Justin Bieber wants that Charizard? Oh yeah, just just to say he has it, yeah. you know, just so like he could like make a fucking uh, Instagram video of him holding it and like fucking slapping it on his yeah. face a little bit, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I see this bitch, like yeah. I own you, I'm Justin Bieber, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So they're flexing tools, dude. Yeah, but I feel like you can only flex because there's some sort of history to it, like there's got to be something. You can't just make one of ones and like that's it. Okay, I think I know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, you know, it goes back to like what makes things valuable. I mean, it's like perception is what people people perceive value, right? If, if people perceive like that Charizard not being valuable because it's like on a piece of cardboard, and I mean, like that's all that it is. Yeah, like like dude, one of these Charizards eventually is gonna go for a million dollars. Like, try explaining that to your mom and dad. You know, like. Yeah. For sure. Imagine that. Like, hey, you see this thing? Ask them, how much you think this thing costs? They're going to be like, oh, you know, you could probably buy that at like any toy store for probably like two bucks, three bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you could in yeah. 1998 yeah. when they were first minted or whatever. Right. But not anymore, dude. This is a million dollar fucking card. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, yeah, you're right. It's tough to assign value to things. Like, it's insane. So we're going to be using our wearables for our for the Corona Zombies game. And okay, we still have to figure out, like, how are we going to get these wearables distributed, right? Is it going to be, like, for sale? Is it going to be earned? We don't know yet. So we got to figure that out. Yeah. And um, so definitely- Ethermon is going to be part of it. Dabcraft, Wonderzone. Um, who else? Uh, Sugar Club, Sandwich. Who else have we got? Oh, and then a bunch of other people who don't necessarily interact with Decentraland as often as we do. There's a couple of Chinese uh, yeah. entities in there. Yeah. Actually, yeah, first and second place were both Chinese, I believe. Yeah. And <laughs> the then, whales of the community. And then apparently there's going to be a couple robots in there, like competing with us, which is like, yeah, okay. can, let's show. Can we show what we got? Uh, Maybe. Should we? Why not, dude? What do you mean? This the fashion shows in a couple of days. Yeah. yeah, man. It's for the viewers. The viewers get a sneak peek. Okay, let's 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 do that. Yeah, that's right. Let me see what I can. We need uh, to start doing like giveaways here. and shit, dude. Like be like way better, you know, internet people <laughs> for our way viewers. Better, yeah. Uh, one day, boys and girls, if you guys are watching, listening to this, you know, we'll cake up some uh some cool community, you know, givebacks. <clears throat> Uh, where did I have those images, dude? I was like staring right at them. Oh no, I don't know. Let me see if I can find it for you, dude. I mean, I which was, one are you looking for? Any, any one of those, uh, dude. How, I was, yeah, I was just staring at them. Uh, well, I got, I found one. Okay, let's take a look. Okay, let's see. Moment of truth, boys and girls. Brum. Damn, dude, taking longer than I thought. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, the suspense is killing well, us. I, so I'm gonna I'm gonna show show everybody in a second here once I minimize the damn screen. All right, here we go. You won't see it, I man, but everybody else is. I will. It. Okay. All right, I, I guess I'll show the screen, damn it. <laughs> yeah, please. I gotta see. All right, one second here. Here we go. Boom. Oh, actually, it's not that color anymore. It's blue. What's blue? The pink. The pink is blue? <laughs> the pink is blue. So, okay, we can still look at this picture. Just imagine blue instead of pink. Yeah. It's yeah. still glowy right and here is blue. blue. So here it is. So, unfortunately, we can't rotate this thing because, like, the coolest thing about it is uh, the backside, right? <laughs> like oh, <the> yeah. Legs. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I swear, I felt like I was just staring at this stuff. Like the whole, all, right. all the images, but now I can't find it. But it's all right. It's enough to where we can break down each each piece, like piece by piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? So initially, okay, yeah, let's start with the head. Because this is like a lot of shit up here. Yeah. But yeah, well, the first piece is the, the brain piece that we call what? Open source? Open source. That's right. So the initial concept is like we wanted this to be like, like a total like Lambo engine experience. You know, if you ever seen what a Lamborghini looks like. They have their like their motors on display with like the glass panel, so unfortunately we couldn't do that according to a Decentraland limitations. Like yeah. you can't have like instead of like a you know a scalp, it would be like a glass panel, and inside your the avatar's actual head would be the brain on display. Right. Right. That was the initial concept. Couldn't do it. <laughs> so this is the next best thing. We still tried to maintain like the the look of a brain. It was difficult. You know, it's mostly texturing, right? So we added like more 
like a brain and also like this helmet structure around it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, some contrast. It's, it's almost as if he's wearing like, um, like a facial protection gear, but it's the top of his head is exposed sort of. And, yeah. and so we have like a digitized brain essentially. Mm-hmm. And then on, and then his goggles are more like holographic lenses. And, uh, and then what's really cool is that the, cause we're talking, we're dealing with like Corona zombies, like there's an infection and mm-hmm. so we're using a like a hologram as a filter um, for his mouth too, and mm. so that was like sort of the initial design for these different. And these are all different pieces, I believe, right? Or is this all one? Yeah, piece? this is three pieces here. We got eyepiece, uh, like a mask essentially. Yeah, and the headpiece. That's, the that's headpiece. three pieces. So we oh. needed six pieces to to complete a set, right? Yeah. So these are the first three. I mean. <laughs> Because initially we wanted the body portions to be like individual pieces, but we made it real difficult for our designer. Yeah, we did. This is an <laughs> extremely complicated design for sure. Again, for a good reason that we're trying to push those boundaries, right? Yeah. You know, we're not trying to just make a T-shirt here and slap a logo. You know, like we're, we're trying to we're trying to create something new, like you know, a new a new uh, what do you call it? Benchmark. Yeah. I guess yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So the head Thank you, KJ, I mean, for doing looks this cool too. on the back of it. There's like a, a wire actually coming from the brain that's connected to. Yeah, behind it. Yeah, the actual anatomy of the avatar. So like the back of the neck, you know. Mm-hmm. So think of it as it's connected directly into the. The, the uh, spine. What do you call that, Will? The nervous system? Yeah, the nervous oh. system. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a merger of like biology and technology, you know. Yeah. We're not, nothing new here, dude. Sci-fi boys and girls, like yeah. shit happens all the time. <laughs> <with DJ>. yeah. <laughs> By the way, the game, the Corona Zombie game is like set, the whole synoptic, synopsis of the game is like the coronavirus evolved at some point and it became like this actual disastrous thing. Yeah. And it killed off a large percentage of the population. Somehow a small segment of it survived this ordeal and like fragmented themselves into small colonies around the world and they're yeah. all like trying to fight the, the disease of these people call them zombies if you're infected you're essentially like a fucking you're a beast mm-hmm. you know we haven't figured out how cool the zombies are going to be yet you know because there's all kinds of zombies right well like you got fast like remember fast, what's that movie um uh what, what's it 20 called days later, 20 right? days later yeah that's right dude that movie is so badass i love that movie yeah <laughs> But those zombies are like as fast as a regular human would be. Actually, I think they're faster. They're yeah. like on roids, you know. Yeah, of they're course. super aggressive. Yeah, he calls them zoomers. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember that part. But yeah, dude. So we could do that, or we could do like you know slow, dumb zombies. You know, we'll see. Yeah, and so the next part here, so we have a little logo for Corona zombies, and uh, that's like a Corona virus. Virus, right? Yeah. And so yeah. we got these like little protection shards here and the exosuit, the exosuit. Yeah. So yeah, the exosuit we wanted, um, to like appear like it's an exosuit, but that also became complicated. So we simplified it a little bit, but mm-hmm. in addition, we have these weapon pieces, uh, attached to the forearm here. And, uh, so that's for the melee, uh, action in the game. And so if you equip these, these items here, like any one of these items gives you a buff in the game, right? If you just sure. equip like the headpiece, it's one buff for a specific uh, action in the game, the eyepiece, the, the, the mouth guard, and then these yeah. forearm pieces as well. 
so we can incorporate even make it even further i mean we just kind of like briefly mentioned the idea that oscar i think he likes it like if the eyepiece could literally give you like a different uh display maybe if you're in the arena killing these zombies mm -hmm. the description of the eyepiece it, it gives you vision of the infected so maybe Maybe we add like a different like infection level to a zombie. Like one zombie's severely infected, so if you get close to it, you take more damage or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So if you're wearing these goggles or glasses, you'll be able to identify which ones are more heavily infected. So yeah, like there you go. Them, you know, as yeah. opposed to if you don't, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. You know? All of a sudden, you're fun. taking tons of damage. Yeah. You're like, dude, what the hell? Which yeah, one of these zombies is like, you know, has the AIDS? Yeah. And so if you equip these uh, these uh, uh, melee weapons, then you get additional melee damage and so forth. And then yeah. the, the most, uh, the icon piece here are these uh, separate bionic legs. This, I think that was, this was uh, one, one of the, uh, one of the uh, concept designs that, that we were hoping for, which she, uh, KJ Walker executed perfectly. Yeah. And so you should see this, this guy walk. It's pretty cool. Like, yeah, well, you see it. I can't believe it, it actually walks. Yeah. Yeah, it's Because <laughs> cool. if you can't tell, like, the knees are inverted, right? Like... Yeah, like, the shins are inverted backwards. Shins are inverted. Yeah. And so, it ended up working as, you know, we hoped. And, yeah. like, it, it, it works just fine. I mean, this is, like, really cool. And so, this so, will give you, like, yeah. a speed boost in the, in the game. So, this is what we mean by pushing the edge. Like, we changed the actual anatomy, at least perceptively of this avatar, which is pretty much what you wanted to do somehow, yeah. you know. I'm expecting most people are gonna maintain the, you know, human anatomy shape with their wearables, you know, and just like add layers of clothing on top of that. Yeah. So we didn't want to do that. We wanted to do something different. Yeah. Because I mean hopefully hopefully like the limitations that we did come across for this design get lifted in the future to where we can get even more creative. Yeah, like uh, an another piece that we want to add is like a drone to like the shoulder uh, make some animated uh, wearables as well. That's probably exactly. coming Animation soon. Animation is the big thing. Because yeah, like, these these blades, it would have been cool if like uh, they were, you know, they're like retractable. Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine blades. Exactly. Yeah. But we're not there yet. But again, that's another thing we try to push the boundary on. I mean, as far as we know, there's no weapons like at all in Decentraland. Yeah. <laughs> so these are the first actual like avatar carryable weapons in, in the whole yeah for sure metaverse which i think is cool as fuck and if you couldn't tell obviously heavily inspired by i guess one of will's favorites games not Dude, mine elysium <laughs> the movie the blade oh this game oh yeah yeah yeah. you're talking about halo the one that i used to dominate you on nah dude, dude you remember those days yeah heavily inspired <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't tell yeah and the other one is just standard katana dude inspired yeah. by just badass like like yeah. blade, blade. I mean, uh, a katana is like the most ideal weapon in a zombie apocalypse, anyway. So you think so? Oh, I think so. Yeah, you just got to sharpen it. It's like super lightweight, super efficient. Yeah, efficient, and you don't run of run out of ammunition, right? So it's yeah. like the most ideal weapon. Yeah, but what if your fucking blade gets stuck in one of the zombies and you like you're boned? <laughs> I like the. It's like the guaranteed of the uh, the Halo blade, right? It's like it's like fucking oh, yeah. plasma like energy or some shit. It's gonna slice through anything. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So, but still, looks cool as fuck. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. KJ yeah. Walker did a fantastic job with everything, man. I, I was, I was too afraid, like, to like add stuff to this because 
I know it was like already complicated and uh she's she's like helping a bunch of people anyway so like she did a fantastic job with everything absolutely big credits to kj walker for the design again trying to push the boundaries of these wearables and stuff so it's like a mixture of again human and technology and just like badass like zombie killing shit and most importantly we're gonna try and design a game around this wearable you know not around it it's like more like we're trying to design a game like we just spent like the last half hour talking about like the decentraland future gaming that we see happening you know that ethermon's kind of starting mm-hmm. you know like uh, we want to kind of create a similar model where you know gamers are participating um and these wearables become like actual you know desirable things because of the difficulty it takes to obtain them hopefully yeah for sure yeah. Yeah, so. so so now we have this uh, wearable coming out, and it's going to be showcased on October 16th. So if um, I think this video will come out tomorrow. So if it comes out tomorrow, which is the 15th, then the next day is the wearable. So if you are you have a chance to join, definitely join, because there's going to be a lot of stuff showcasing. And then we'll see what Decentraland does with some of these wearables. I think they're taking 20%, and they're going to be doing something with it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so uh, okay. I don't think they're going to necessarily sell them. I think they're going to be used for, like, rewards, events. events, stuff like that. Cool. But we'll see. Uh, we're going to hopefully find out more information during that event. Yeah, totally. We'll yes. keep you all posted, man. So, yeah, like, we've spent the last couple months a little distance from Decentraland, I guess. I guess a lot of people have. It's kind of like like the roundtables have been kind of fizzling a little bit. Oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah, that's. <clears throat> I don't know what's. Con- I mean, I think a lot of stuff has contributed to that. I, mean, I think a like, lot of it has. Again, like a lot of this stuff we're talking about is is because of the recent run up in like the DeFi crypto. Hype, yeah, but for the know, last right? month, everything's been going down, so it's not all that. It's not only that. And what do you think it is? I think. Um, I don't know. We're man. just exhausted. Yeah, there's like a little bit of of a burnout, but there's also like life stuff getting in the way, dude. At least personally for well, me. for you. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, yeah. for others too, dude. For others too. Like, it's, I know, it's but, but I feel like the hype and the energy was there to like, even if there's like life shit going on, you'll make time for Decentraland. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. No? I, I think, I first know. of all, February started this uh, this launch, right? And then March was this COVID hit. Everybody was at the house, right? Yeah, they man. Maybe we're just getting like emo because of COVID. Oh, yeah. I think I think there's a burnout with that too. I know a lot of people are getting like super emo, like people who normally aren't like emo, like yeah. depressed and shit. Like they're just bored with life, dude, because they're like tired of yeah, the, like fucking just binge watching Netflix and shit like that. You the know, rat like, race. Well, that too. Yeah. But yeah, and then it's like a lot of them, they're not interacting as much with people because a lot of them are working from home. So like they're just like emo naturally. Yeah. Right? <laughs> We're social creatures. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man, that might be part of it. I don't know. But me, I mean, I'm thriving, dude. I'm an introvert, dude. This is like, this is heaven for me. <laughs> oh, for, yeah. Same here, dude. And this is... I'm chilling hard, Quarantine dude. Quarantine is my lifestyle, people. dude. Me too, dude. Natural burn hermit, dude. I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chilling hard, dude. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people are really hurting. Like, so. Taking it, yeah. I feel for you guys if you uh, are type A personalities, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you get your energy from like others. Not me yeah <laughs> others take energy from me dude yeah like, yeah i'm perfectly fine just chilling same here dude yeah dude so um, we're definitely doing the right stuff you know what i mean so so to summarize we got ethermont has like several announcements that they're coming out with over the last the next couple of days 
The Egg Nest launch happens on the 19th, so that's a Monday. Um, anyone can. And that's where you go to buy your mons. You can buy uh, your mons, and then also, if you don't want to buy any mons, you get two of them for free, or at least one of them for free. Mm. Um, so just to get in, just to get started, just to get started. Know? Yeah, you don't. It's this is a free to play game, so just jump in and like own your Kiari and start feeding it and going around and collecting free food. Yeah, get it leveled up in anticipation for this district launch. We don't know what's going to be built. I mean, we know there's going to be dungeon experiences, so. Yeah, I mean. Ideally, be, you want to walk in that bitch with something with some, you know, some experience. Yeah, yeah some muscle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. you, you never know. Like, the only way to get in is if you have an Ethermon at level 50, right? Even if it's a Kiari. Who knows? Yeah, so you don't want to, you don't want to be the guy who finds that out on launch day and then you're like fuck now i gotta go level and yeah. i'm gonna be a week late and right. people who did it beforehand that's they're right. a week ahead of you you know yeah. the progression that's right that's how it must go you gotta get you gotta get the edge early yeah. like you gotta be that motherfucker you know yeah I mean? I mean everybody if you're listening <laughs> to this you know you know what we're talking about i mean you have to be early on everything you, you know finding a cryptocurrency finding a meme coin or you know leveling up your ethermon it's that's all that's why we're here that's right being early yeah, um, and then so we're we're testing smart contracts, um, and uh, you'll be able to claim your NFTs soon after that. Then uh, you'll be able to claim the, or, or withdraw your your mana anytime that you want, as often as you want. Um, and then one of the things I want to discuss on this podcast, but we'll have to save it for next time, is the implications of using XDAI. Uh, I think we have to look into Matic for lots of reasons, but uh, I think another another Thing we need to look into is XDI and implementing it. For example, in today's event on Rari, you could claim a Pope using XDI. And so you just click on this this Pope um, thing and then you receive this NFT and it didn't cost you a dime. And you didn't, I mean, I don't even know if mine worked or not, but I didn't have to do anything. Like, yeah, I just clicked and it, it said it was, I received it, but yeah, I, I checked it. I received, it. I received it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I checked it. Wow. See, that's unbelievable. Yeah. So, that so, means the POAP, whoever that poop. is, they're paying that micro, micro, micro gas fee. Yeah, for it's, everybody. it's dust, dude. It's like the most ultimate dust that you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I bought some X-Dye or I swapped some X-Dye. I used X-Dye to buy a honey token, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Still holding on to that biscuit, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so far, not so good, but... <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> at least they didn't rug pull you know like yeah. this other token i got totally no they rugged. won't because they had they had to verify all the humans right involved so they're not gonna they're not gonna rug pull no yeah i i have way more faith i i still that would be I the most vicious like rug pull of all kind huh that would be the most vicious rug pull if they did that yeah i still like honey i still i think it's an interesting concept so i mean Maybe it's something I'll talk about more in the future. Yeah, but uh, the main reason is I think we should be using XDI for everything. Meaning, I agree with you 100%. Everyone who has a meta has a uh, a meta on the as an NFT on XDI, and mm-hmm. it's it's the the user doesn't have to do anything different, right? It's it's just on a separate network, and if you want to move it to main chain, you can opt to do that anytime you want, and you can sell it on OpenSea. It's up to you, mm-hmm. but. From a business perspective, it is far cheaper, a lot more efficient, a lot better. You better user experience, better everything if everything's on XDI. Yeah, we just saw it. We just witnessed it today. Like yeah. that user experience was perfect. Yeah. A click and done. Right. Like no click and then prompt and then yeah, think about manual it. adjust and then accept. Dude, and then... think about this, Iron Man. If, uh, if we had that interactivity in MetaZone, 
You can still buy a meta with mana, with regular mana, and then on our back end, we'll send you the NFT on XDAI. Yeah. And you didn't have to like switch to X mana and, and then do the whole swap and all that stuff. It's just pay with mana, you receive an XDAI token. I mean, an mm. XDAI NFT. Pay with mana for a meta, and then you receive the X die meta. Let's call it a meta X. And then what? And, and that's then, it. And that's it. So, and it's an NFT. It's on X die, X die chain. And okay. and then you just hit deploy on your land, and that's that's it. That's it. Okay. So the only time you ever want to like you know transfer that to mainnet is uh, is if you want to sell it on OpenSea or 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 we build the X die marketplace for these metas. Yeah, for and sure. We just say fuck mainnet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's happening. That's happening. I I, I anticipate that's going to happen. Dude. A lot. Just like we were calling every every um, NFT minting platform to use ERC twenties, every single NFT platform will be using a side chain. Every single one, mm. just because it's better. Yeah, sustainable. It's sustainable. And yeah, that's 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 the buzzword the buzzword of the day. Yeah, it is. Actually, we, we use that man, one pretty often. So. We've, yeah, we've been talking about <laughs> it since day one, dude. That's the word of the year, then I guess. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like our mantra: sustainability. I agree. All right, guys. So that's been the Block Runner podcast. Make sure you follow us on, on Twitter at the Block Runner, also at Metazone IO. Uh, one last uh, huge announcement is we're going to be working with Maddie on this uh, new chat uh, happening at least tomorrow. once a week, if not more. But it starts tomorrow on Thursday, and it's going to be a Discord conversation on his Discord, and we're going to try to make this uh, at least weekly, if not more. And uh, it's just going to try to stay up to date on everything NFT, potentially everything DeFi, depending on, you know, how it shakes up. But uh, so, yeah, we're going to be doing that with Matty, uh, DCL blogger. Make sure you visit his website. He's always, this guy's like a, a tweet storm, like X-Man. He's like yeah. tweeting like constantly, like these huge threads are getting huge amounts of traction. He's got people um, hitting him up from all sorts of like communities Mm-hmm. And so, well, because he's that guy, dude. He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's NFT the NFT guy. <laughs> NFTs are just starting to catch wind, and there's no one better to go to to like inform yourself if you're an outsider. You know, yeah. and that's literally what we did. That's right. You know, literally. whenever we first stumbled onto these NFTs, we're like, "What the fuck? I want to learn more." So, like, YouTube search, yeah. and like well, back Maddie. then, the only one was literally him. Yeah. You know? So we had no choice but to contact him and be like, "Hey, come on our podcast and like tell us more." And that's that's what happened. That's yeah. All this whole thing. And then, and then, <laughs> yeah, that's why, why, that's how we got here. And that's why we're still here. And now um, we're full circle, dude. Now we're freaking merging. Yeah. Like, like freaking fusion babies. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we're merging our podcast with his knowledge and our knowledge. And hopefully yeah. we can provide some valuable content. Yeah. We want to, you know, provide some, some documentation for, for everything, man. Cause we don't want anybody to get rug pulled, so we're going to be breaking down some projects and seeing, you know, the viability of each project. Um, you know, I think all three of us are technical enough to break this stuff down. And, and, and I was, t- you know, we were in a conversation with Maddie the other day, and we were talking about how people need a source to filter through all this crap. There's so much yeah. shit going on out there, and not everybody can be following along with what's going on. And so there needs to be some sort of filter that just there's a one one location where people go and, and catch up on things and and, uh, you know, disregard like the crap out there and, you know, pay attention to the the signal versus the noise. So 
Yeah. Uh, that's so yeah, all you guys, all you block runners out there, all you loyal followers, you know, that's, yeah. we're just, we're, we're expanding the community a little bit. Yep. <laughs> we're trying right. to merge communities and, you know, let's all, let's all go on this journey together. You know what yeah, I mean? Because <laughs> I think all three of us are predicting the same things. Like NFT is going to be huge and yeah. it's going to catch its own wave along with the rest of the ERC 20 market, as well as Bitcoin. And uh, I obviously it's better to be early than to to be late. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have all three of us are personally, financially, like emotionally, everything. We're yeah. so invested into this space more than a lot of people. So it's yeah. like so if if we, you're listening, we see things coming a lot more clearly than a lot than yeah. most do. Yeah, know? and if if you're listening, you're uh, we know that you're invested as well. So yeah, so join yeah. us there as well. Um, we'll put the links to the discord and everything in the description and, uh, and then, yeah, just, uh, hit us up, ask us questions, you know, interact with us. We're, we're friendly. Sometimes. Mo most, most of the time. Most of the times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm a little emo. Yeah. <laughs> that's my moon phase. No big deal. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you, uh, next week. All right. We're out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at TheBlockRunner. <laughs>